0: what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of the my hustle podcast today i'll be speaking with jack settlement the founder creator operator of snapback sports so what's going on jack how's everything and employee of whistle sports and employee of whistle sports as am, that. as am i as am um, i so here we are at whistle sports at whistle hq and we're gonna have a sit down today and talk about how at your young age you seem to uh, grow and blossom and really get this snapback movement off the ground so uh, I'll let you kick it off we'll jump right in I mean how how did this happen how did you come to this realization how'd you get this
1: going the short brief history is my sophomore year of college so 2016 four years ago I'm at the University of Texas at Austin I have 500 bucks just laying around, extra allowance, Christmas gifts, etc. So does my roommate. So I turn to him and say, let's do something. We, we sit in a frat house all day. Like, let's actually do something worth, <laughs> worth our while. So we do some research, and we find out that these phone cases are selling really well on social media. So they're all sports designs, and it's, you know, Odell catching the Apple logo. And we're like, let's do rappers. We'll do Chance. We'll do Drake. We'll do Kanye. So... We do more research. We find out how to get them from China, two bucks a pop. We find a designer in Indonesia, like really cool stuff. And we sold them all through social media. So as we're selling them, we're using big sports pages to sell them. So like Dunk, um, Basketball Vines, like not House of Highlights because they're obviously owned by Bleacher, but like accounts like that, meme accounts. And one day... We post through Basketball Vines, and we get a DM on our business account. It was called A-List Design Shop. A-List Cases was the original. Then we had T-shirts and hats and et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I'm like in a sushi restaurant, no service, but all I can see is John Wall messaged you. So I'm like freaking out. But I'm also like Kevin Durant's username on Instagram is Easy Money Sniper. And it could just be a guy who happened. to. It. So I run outside and it's like, actually, John Wall. And I'm like, why is John Wall? So John Wall follows the bigger account that we were paying 300 bucks to advertise on. He's like, yo, I see you guys don't have anything for me. That that was, like, his whole message. And I'm like, I mean, we'll make something. Do you want a Drake case? Do you want anything? Like, we'll do it. So we created the signature series. We sent him cases, which was pretty cool. He didn't post about the case for, like, nine months. I would I would check in, like, every month. He'd be like, yeah, I got you. No problem. And then on, like, a random Wednesday, he just posted a picture of it. And we sold a bunch of cases. So that was pretty cool. We worked with other athletes. Uh he has a little picture on his birthday where he's actually using the case and he's like sitting there. So that was fun. But it really just taught me the power of social media and how I didn't want to keep paying accounts 500 bucks when I felt like I could just have my own and then just drive through that. So it's kind of where we are today. I have a shop with Whistle Sports, obviously, snapbacksports.store. And we I just built Snapback through my senior year, through the past year. So it's about two and a half years old now. I would I would book like a brand partnership. It would really be like finding someone like my own company who had a t-shirt company. They would pay me 50 bucks. I would take the 50 bucks, give it to a bigger Snap account. They would shout me out. I'd gain 100 followers, and then I would have 1,000. And I would continue to do that, just keep investing and growing to the point where eventually I hit the explore page or discover page on Snap. So it kind of snowballed into paying for shout-outs, growing organically, sharing with friends, plus Snap building me up. And now we have, like, 200,000 daily unique viewers. I say we, but it's really I'm the only one who's ever posted. Besides, I think my brother posted, like, for a week when I was out of the country, and he got fired quickly. But he's <laughs> he's been rehired. Um, but, yeah, two and a half years, I have taken one day off, which is pretty crazy because I post, like, every 30 to 45 minutes. But that's kind of how I got to where I am. So one thing that I noticed with the Snapback
0: fam there is that they're intensely loyal.
1: It's and crazy.
0: So can you speak to that communal feel? Because I think a lot of times with brands and companies, they they say they want to do that, but it's it's hard to execute. And and I know that you understand. It's a very special thing when you have such a, a large following and they're all that fiercely committed to you. So how do you
1: you know kind of foster that and how do you maintain that? It's a great question. I think two things, and they've always been kind of core to what I do, is one, giveaways. So I always am giving stuff back. Like, whether I'm trying to just activate with a brand and it becomes part of a bigger giveaway, or I just want to give stuff away for Christmas. I gave away 10 different experiences over Christmas to 10 random followers. All they had to do was follow me on Instagram. So that's one of them, giveaways. I've given back since literally day one when the account was making no money. And then two is just, like, I actually answer thousands of messages a day. And you've seen it. I mean, you saw it on mm-hmm. Community. You see it just sitting uh, at my desk. Like, people want to talk to these bigger accounts. Like, Bleach Report's not DMing with kids about their opinion on the DLO trade. I am. And I think that's, like, the level of I'm never going to get too big for them. I'm never going to ignore them. Yes, I can no longer answer every message because there's literally – Five to 10,000 messages a day. But I try my hardest to answer Instagram DMs, Snap DMs, Twitter DMs, literally every platform I'm on. And I think just because of that, you if you answer a kid one time, you have them for, like, they're bought in. If you answer them twice and one of those is like a thoughtful, you clearly took time, you literally, they'll be a follower of you for life. And so I think once from the building blocks of just doing that, Plus, putting my personal touch on it and actually showing that I care about them because I know how important they are to me. They understand, and they've become the fam.
0: Yeah, uh, and it's an excellent point. Um, I I, just, I think it's a very important note that you made there, and you got to always weave it back in with the community because again, they're the ones that are going to be picking you up and pushing you through to hopefully whatever is next. And um, you know, a lot of people overlook that they think of people in numbers. Versus these are actually people These are actually people that want connections and the whole point of social media is to connect and to talk and converse and It's important and it's good to see when somebody's actually following through on kind of what the point of social media was Yeah, I
1: think you bring up a great point social media was supposed to connect us connect everyone really and you are more connected with your friends but all it did was just create a bigger gap between the celebrities and the big followers and the little guys like social was supposed to give the little guys a voice and all it did was just give the big guys a bigger voice on social media that you can spread more like jared dudley is so beloved by his followers because he gives away tickets to games he actually answers questions transparent and i know the leagues are it's different because you have to protect yourself in that in that sense but you you can see where it pays off i just think Social media should be used in the right way and I try to use it as it was built to be used.
0: Right. Now, you know, we we talked a lot about the beginning of Snap there and and how you've gotten to this point, but what do you maybe have next or is there an end game for you here or something that you're building towards or is it just kind of day by day? <laughs> seeing what opportunities come by? Like, I mean, what's your philosophy on that, on that kind of building and planning?
1: I really should know the answer to that question, but it's like day by day. Like, I got to go down to Miami for the Super Bowl, and I was working. And, and it's a podcast, so you can't see me putting quotes around it. So I am working. I really did work my ass off, and I know my boss is going to listen to this. So I was working, I promise. And, but <laughs> And I want you to
0: finish this answer, yeah. but I do want you to also follow up with that because I, I do think people think, oh, so you know he's he's at the Super Bowl like yeah. he, he's just a cool guy and yeah, gets yeah. to enjoy the game, but. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes with you having to connect and work and actually meet people and and get content. So I want you to explain that process afterwards.
1: Absolutely. So anyways, I'm working, in quotes, at the Super Bowl. But yes, I recorded 10 plus podcasts while I was down there. I had to go to tons of different networking events, parties. And once again, it's like, oh, he's going to parties in Miami. But yeah, I have to go meet people there that are going to help me in the future. So right now, to answer your question of what am I building towards – Right now, it's like I'm 23 and I just got to go to the Super Bowl for work, something I enjoyed so, so much. Like, if I were in investment banking, I would be trying to earn as much money as I could so I could retire so that one day I could go to the Super Bowl, you know? And like, because that's what I enjoy doing mm-hmm. and talking to athletes and stuff like that. So I don't really have an end game with this particularly because I'm just enjoying what I'm doing. But I built the podcast, and we got that to number one the charts, which speaks to, you know, the fam just and their following. We've done—I did a vlog. I did—you know, we're building Instagram. Haven't really hopped on TikTok, but it's just, like, continuing to build out platforms, make it, you know, interview cooler guests. We got Austin Eckler. We got Nate Burleson. That was so much fun. Break so it, now yeah. it's, like, how do I get LeBron James on the podcast? I don't know if LeBron's listening to this, but it's just like continue to build what I have right
0: now. Yeah, And and I do like that, too. You know, you got to have that swing up kind of mentality. I think people always try to grab what's in reach, but you honestly never know. I think both of us know that from different experiences. You know, you almost have to just spitball. That's what I always try to think of. And
1: I I feel you feel the same way. You got to just try things out. So I was with Dale Moss, who played for the Packers, and we Ubered home after I had interviewed him in Miami. And the way I described it was, fake it till you make it. And he was like, well, first of all, you're not faking it. It's just tell, like, the best story that you can. Make yourself seem as important as you are, and that's what will take you a long way. So, like, we DM hundreds of athletes, and we're not verified on SnapbackPod, Instagram, the podcast. And, like, DK Metcalf answered. And we're like, wow, that's, like, shocking. He has 800,000-plus coming off a great rookie season. You would never think someone like him would really answer. So take your shots because who cares if 100 people don't read it? If you get one and then you say, oh, we had Austin and Nate on, okay, now we had Austin, Nate, and Tyler Hero, and then we have Tyler Hero and Bam and Yon. Like, you just have to build on it. So fake it till you make it is not my favorite way to describe it. I think just present yourself and, like, just have confidence.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's important. It's important. And um, one thing that I like about your success is that you're young. And I feel like a lot of people feel like I got to go to college. I got to, you know, get my degree to get my one job and then go work that for 50 years until I retire. But I think one thing that, you know, you do and even not having an end game, which is nice, is just always kind of staying in the moment and trying things out. And being open and receptive to different ideas and, and options. And I feel like that's good for, you know, a lot of college students and college-age kids in general. Like you got to just try things out,
1: and you really never know. Trying things out is, like, the craziest advice and the best advice you could ever get. Like, I, I think there's this company, they say, Just Do It, something along those lines. And I didn't think, I don't think till I graduated, I truly understood, like, how valuable that is so while I was in college I started a phone case company with a thousand bucks between me and a friend social media is free to sign up to you obviously have to pay for shout outs and stuff like that but but within building that, I learned how to build a website, I learned customer service, I learned how to drop ship, I learned how to speak to designers in Indonesia while organizing sales in China, and then you learn Instagram, you learn TikTok, you learn Twitter, just by like getting on these platforms. YouTube, I, I knew nothing about besides, you know, we've all watched YouTube videos, vlogging, I had to go buy a GoPro, and then I'm like, well, I need this mic for it, and then What stadiums will have access to, and you're just building like a base of experiences, and you really learn what you're good at through all that stuff. Like, I knew Photoshop, and I could throw that on my resume. I'm not going to be a designer, but I learned Photoshop, and now I can edit pictures, and it helps with my day to day job here at Whistle, and it helps on Snapback.
0: Yeah, and growing up, I mean, there was something that my grandmother used to tell me, and it was almost not like an insult, but she was always say, like, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was a bad thing. Like, you know, you could do a little bit of everything, but why are you not good at any one thing? And I always, very honestly, like, I'm 28 years old. Most of my life, I was like, man, like, I got to get good at one thing, like, one good thing. And then I got to the point now where I'm like, no, like, I think... At least for our age, like uh, the the new landscape,
1: you gotta be the way the well world grounded. is moving. You, you gotta have know. to have so many skills. Look at whistle sports. Like I think my role is content strategy manager. I don't even know what they're calling you, but whatever your job title, my job title is. It is nondescriptive at all of what we truly do. So it's We're both working on. Merchandise, podcasting, social media, we're throwing a pop up shop. Like, that's not in the job title of a social media coordinator or someone who works on Twitter. You have to be able to do it all. And you've started your own thing as well. So that's giving you the experience to be able to do those things. But yeah, you have to. It doesn't mean don't fine tune and sharpen one skill and crush it in something. But I, I don't even think I would have, I could point to something like that. So, I agree with you. Jack of all trades, which, for my name's sake, obviously, <laughs> fits, uh, I think I used that in an interview once, and they loved it, but I felt so corny <laughs> afterwards, I was like, if you ate that up, I don't want to work here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, as we've kind of talked about a, a bunch here on this pod so far, it's an ever-changing landscape in in multiple facets. and. You know, one thing that we've kind of seen this last probably five or six years is, you know, people going away from print and driving traffic on just links, the old way to do things. uh, And and they've kind of pivoted towards trying to monetize more audio and video and and more easily digestible content like that. And that's led to guys like Omar from House of Highlights getting deals from, you know, that was just a fan account that Mm -hmm. he made for Dwayne Wade, basically, and to post highlights there. And, it turned into something big and spectacular, got ESPN's attention, and they eventually kind of bought him out and brought him over. You know, House Highlight still exists now, but he had to leave it to go to ESPN, which I think for a lot of people like you or me, like, that's kind of crazy.
1: You it's know? crazy. It's crazy They he – they put I Am Omar in the bio of SportsCenter, which has 15 million followers. Like, listen, they invested in Omar, and then they doubled down and said, hey, if we invest in this guy, let's actually invest – And I think it just proves the point of the direction that media is moving. And it's personality-based. People, And we're going to see it very specifically in the gambling world. You're going to have Fox Bet, right? You have the Score Bet. And they have millions of users. But it's that personal connection that's really going to drive the end user. And I just think that's what's given companies like Barstool so much success is they have personalities that people trust. Trust is massive. Mm -hmm. And they love. And these companies and people that create content for free for so many years at the end of the day you can turn around like i'm posting every 30 minutes for two and a half years 500 million views in a year right that is all free to consume and i'll post an advertisement on my page but they can skip it it's not an unskippable ad it's really easy but one day if i say hey you guys have been following me for four years i really need your help here Because of the trust, because I've given back, and because they've just understood what I've been working on for so long, they're going to be like, all right, let's do it. Like, of course we want to help you out. You've messaged us back for years. I've known you for years. And I'm still young in the game compared to some people on social who have audiences for 10, 15, 20 years. So I just think personality, building that trust with the follower, everything now is like, all right, how can we monetize this? How can we monetize this in, like, six months, 18 months, and what is the value of good content, creative content, and just connecting with your following base? I think that's really going to spin it over the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, and no, I agree, and uh, that point about the personalities is is on the money, and on that note, like, it's just that transparent kind of feel. You know, people want to feel like they're your friend you know like those bar stool guys and a lot of other companies do Mm -hmm. similar kind of things now but just posting videos of themselves like doing basic mundane stuff sometimes and people like that because it's like oh like i'm also in my office on monday and yeah i feel that way too or yeah i wish i was doing those things that those guys are doing and it just helps you get through the day
1: and makes you feel like you're connecting and it, we do have we do have two things now going on social. Is one, we want it like social was created not necessarily just for the highlights. It's to see OBJ in his house playing Madden. It's to see LeBron James dancing with his family, eating tacos with his family. Access that we would have literally never been able never. to get before. And then we also have the content creator athlete who are making highly produced stuff. So highlights from their last game dropped the second after. Julian Edelman's crushed it in that sense. They're releasing merch on top of it and creating your own personal brand. So you have both those things you need to connect with that personal brand. I'm excited because I think... It's no longer just the company with a lot of money and resources who's going to win. It's the people who are working very hard and who are actually creative and actually funny and actually smart that are going to get pushed to the top, which is really awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: on that note, uh, you know, let you go. We'll get out of here now. But uh, make sure you're subscribed to the My Hustle slash No Days Off podcast feed here. Uh, This has been another episode of My Hustle. Make sure you're following Whistle on every platform at Whistle Sports. Make sure you're following Jack on all his platforms at Jack Settlement. That's basically it. You know, Uh, have a good one and stay tuned.